Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt and Andy Bernard, Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back. Something that was predicted on the KQ Morning Show this morning has now happened. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience. And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. What is that? This is called Predictable by the Kinks. By the Kinks? Really? Yeah. I don't remember this song. Or is it new? It was on one of their albums. Was it? It wasn't like one of their top singles. But... Who plays the Kinks anymore? Anybody? Yeah, we do. Do you? Mm-hmm. They're, they're getting back felt, together. Three of them are getting back together. I feel together. like I never hear the Kinks anymore. I, I love, love the them. Kinks. Oh, yeah, yeah I do too. Fun group. Mm-hmm. You really got me. Uh, yeah. Great song. Yeah. Great song. So this morning on the KQ Morning Show, we t- read a story about McDonald's is going to, because they're breakfast numbers have been sagging lately they invented a new well they didn't invent a new something they're going to serve a new something oh dear called muffin tops oh oh i saw that you did see it yeah. Andy, could you look for the elaine segment where she talks about muffin tops on seinfeld please mm. so they're going to sell muffin tops in double chocolate lemon poppy oh, with seed the homeless people or whatever what homeless people what or was that a different show where someone was like um, there was a muffin shop that was, they were donating all their muffin bottoms to a homeless shelter, but 
then no maybe one it might them. might be but elaine just talks about no one wanted Seinfeld. the muffin bottoms the homeless people didn't because... nobody nobody wants the moist <laughs> part of the muffin well elaine on the on the seinfeld show said i don't like to eat the stumps i just like the part that it expands outside of the baking tray and lives its own life it, she only eats muffin tops right oh, okay. so there's a big huge muffin top episode okay so now mcdonald's uh says they're going to serve McToppers, I think they're calling McToppers? them. I think they're called McToppers. <laughs> I think that's what they're calling them. But uh, predicted on the KQ Morning Show this morning, and it already happened. I thought it might take a full day, but it didn't. In the same way Elaine was outraged at Mr. Lippman for stealing her muffin top idea to turn a profit, so too is a former Seinfeld writer who believes McDonald's is cashing in on his idea. Oh, my Come God. On. Spike Ferriston, the man who wrote the Seinfeld episode in which Elaine and her former boss go into a business selling muffin tops, has told TMZ he wants the company to cough up a billion dollars. Oh, are you kidding me? After Sounds like know. Spike may have run into hard times Muffin lately. tops aren't a new concept no, they anywhere. They're not? No. no. I had never heard of them. Well, I mean, that Seinfeld episode was how many years ago? Like uh, a long, long time ago. They can't take credit for something like that anyway. It's 21 no, years ago. Yeah, 21 years ago. Uh, in any case, he's told TMZ he wants the, the company to cough up a billion dollars after they announce plans to begin serving muffin toppers. Oh, it's not McToppers. It's just muffin toppers as part of their new McCafe offering. I knew the Mick would be in there somewhere. Failing a billion-dollar payout, Ferriston also said he'd gladly allow McDonald's to sponsor his podcast instead. Uh, <laughs> I love yeah, this McCafe guy. Yeah, McCafe Muffin Toppers, baked fresh. Yep. Well, is. I mean, Muffin Top, that's been going around for a long time because that's yeah. what you describe a woman who's wearing tight right. pants is a little true. heavier on a little top. little muffin top. Muffin Top going on. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So I... <laughs> I guess you could just sue everybody who uses that. I sue guess. everybody just in sight. Just sue everybody. It's yeah. American way. <laughs> exactly. What took so long, Ferriston jokingly asked at McDonald's in a video obtained by TMZ. This episode was written 21 years ago. The writer and podcast host went on to say that the first thing he thought about after seeing McDonald's had announced its new muffin toppers was the money. That's what he was thinking about. What I thought about was the money, the money I'm going to make from this multinational corporation. That's what I thought about. He then outlined his demands, including his desire for McDonald's to use the same logo Elaine's old boss, Mr. Lippman, had used for his muffin top shop. Top of the muffin to you. Yeah. <laughs> top of the muffin to you? <laughs> top of the muffin to you. Complete with an exclamation point. That's the most important part, said Ferriston. Secondly, you're going to have to pay me a billion dollars, he continued, but I'm going to use that money very wisely. I'm going to buy a bigger car collection than Jerry Seinfeld and make him feel bad. <laughs> I think you may be a joke. maybe joking. Just maybe. How long does it take McDonald's to make a billion dollars? About an hour. Yeah. Really? Well, let's like, see. make a billion dollars? That's a lot of muffin tops. Are they public? It is. I don't think they are. are they? Uh, oh, they are public. Yeah, they're are public, they? absolutely. Okay. So I can tell you, actually, how long it takes them to make a billion dollars. Well, in just revenue? Yeah, I mean, make a million dollars. Billions. Oh, so, I mean, uh, so net income, then. Yeah, net. Uh, it takes them about a little over a fifth of a year. So why are they whining the sales are down? I'd be because like, they used to be a lot higher than that. Oh, I'd still be. I'd be like, hey, I have to hire fewer people, have fewer headaches. I'll take this. This is fine. As <laughs> I'm of, good. After we're done with I the story, be greedy. I want to bridge another. Uh, I want to broach another subject. Is what I want to do right after this. It's kind of what you're talking about. 
I think if those aren't possible, well, they can just step in and sponsor Spike's Car Radio, my new cars and coffee podcast on Podcast One, he reasoned. I'll help you sell the muffin top things. Wait, cars and coffee? Oh, now Jerry's got to sue him. Yeah, now <laughs> Jerry's going to sue him. Full circle. McDonald's announced earlier this week that its new muffin toppers, which were tested in the Baltimore area last year, would be coming to restaurants across the United States, along with other baked goods, as part of their efforts to put push more breakfast offerings. I, I see. I like their, um, what the hell is it called? The, the, McGriddle? The, the little, yeah, is that the little pancakes? Yeah, with like the sausage oh, and egg in there. Oh, that's plenty yeah. good. Yeah. I hate those. You hate them? Yeah. Why? I don't know. They just, uh, they're gross. You're a disaster. Let me just point that out. <laughs> you. Uh, customers can also expect to see an elevated McCafe experience in our modernized U.S. restaurants. Oh, how about the unmodernized ones? <laughs> Delicious menu items like muffin toppers, coffee cakes, apple pies, and is it lattice crusts? Lattice crusts? I have no idea. I don't know what that I, is. I really have. I, I, I can't remember the last time I even went through a drive-thru. It would be LA. lattice. I it think. is lattice. Well, it's, yeah. the, it's the the pie top. Yeah. It's a lattice top, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their baked-in restaurant and cookies are part of our experience of the future deployment. A representative from McDonald's told Fox News on Wednesday... So, ladies and gentlemen, he's suing for a billion dollars, or they can just advertise on his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah. The reason why I kind of went anti-McDonald's was because the kids always wanted a Happy Meal. Always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a Happy Meal. And my car, for like seven years, always smelled like McDonald's french fries, no yeah. matter oh, what. It doesn't what. go away. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't. I can't even drive up and smell that smell anymore because my car just reeked mm-hmm. all oh, I the know. time. You could get McDonald's and two days later, they're like, oh, did you just have McDonald's? And I yeah. did two and days ago. The fry ago. oil seems to yeah. permeate everything. And Andy was big into the Happy Meal. Oh, yeah. Big into it. Yeah. <laughs> my kids are. you. Even though I'd throw up half the time. <laughs> no, you didn't. Just wanted the toy. You always wanted the chicken McNugget. What was it? Four pieces. And then there was a toy oh. and French fries. See, whenever I had the... Uh, a burger when I was a kid, I'd throw up. Yeah, I can't eat For McDonald's hamburgers reason, either. Yeah, they make me sick. I can eat Burger King ones, but not McDonald's. I, I just, don't know what they put in it. I, I just no had idea. fries from McDonald's and I felt fine, so it, it has to be the burgers. Yeah, they're, see, their fries are delicious, I now have to they say, have, but they stink. Yeah, now they have Mighty Kids meals where oh. it's a Happy Meal, but you get a larger French fry, you get... Um, so a bigger kids meal? Kind of, but you still the kids still get their toys and everything. It's so it's for like older kids. Yeah, well, they changed it up with the happy. I hope. Yeah, with the happy meal, they did change it up because well, sure, that was a zillion years to try and yeah say we're trying to be healthy, give healthy options. They give such a small French fry in the regular happy meal, yeah, and then you have a choice of a gogurt and apple slices for another. I don't remember that was in there. Gogurt, no, I don't remember that. Yeah, because no, before you, you just a get a small fry with your Happy Meal, but now it's even a smaller fry in a little. It's kind of cute though. It's a little McDonald's fry box, oh. like the, but it's really tiny. So, well, yeah, maybe they're fighting childhood obesity. I, th- I think that's what they <laughs> that's did to it. combat that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a good no, idea. No doubt that they're. We should fighting. all do that. All I remember is getting a. What was it called? The ice cream cups for the dogs. Puppy, doggy, dessert, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, the mm-hmm. little cone. Yep, we'd get one for the dogs. Because <laughs> McDonald's has like a special size for dogs. It's just like a yeah, tiny they little do. bit of it. It's nice. You know, I want to ask it. Well, actually, I don't want to ask a question. I want to tell people something. Because I've heard a lot of people uh, 
A Minnesota Viking signed a five-year deal for, what was it, $70 million? Oh, he should buy our house. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> What's his million. name? I'll tweet him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, everybody's complaining about this guy making $14 million. My God, how much do these players need? $14 That's million. a lot. Let me just tell you something. Pup cups. That's it. Pup cups. Are we <laughs> out of our minds today? You're all talking over each other the and chat. interrupting and Jesus. The chat got it. Pup cups. Yeah, we'll bring it up later. Good God, you guys are yammering a lot. <laughs> you can tell you can tell that it's a, it was a beautiful summer day today because everybody's all wound and, up. And that vacation's coming. I'm not kidding you. Doug Sprinthal yesterday barely paid attention to the show because he was <laughs> so in anticipation of going on vacation. Oh, like, did you wake he up? He wants to get on his boat. I think the rivers yeah. are finally low enough that he can yeah, open maybe. it up. Yeah, Maybe that's true. It is. Anyway, let, let me just say something to you and then to think about this for a while. Okay. If you're mad at the players for making $14 million a year, how much do you think the teams are making? Because there's oh, no way yeah. that the players are going to make more money than the team does. Not a chance. So imagine how much the teams make if they're making fourteen million a year. It's huge amount of money. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge amount of money. Well, now we found out that the what's that? Uh, Ocasio Cortez. What did she do again last year? She was like a waitress or something. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Would you look her up and see what she was doing last year, Andy? Because uh, she's very impressed with herself. <clears throat> I Is will she? tell you that. Yeah. Well, she was like a waitress last year or something, or a babysitter or something. I don't know what the hell she was. But now she's, uh, mm. what does it say? A lot of things. Doesn't say what she did last year. Just just type in, what did Ocasio-Cortez do last year for a living? That'd be that'd do it. Well, in think. 2016, she worked as an organizer for Bernie Sanders. No, that doesn't surprise me. What did she yeah. do in 17? Uh... I don't think anything, really. She did nothing. She just campaigned. I heard, I heard she was a waitress, and I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I heard that. So the mother of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said that the 28-year-old Democratic Socialist aspires to eventually be president of the United States. Of course she she does. might make it. Not a chance. In this political climate, I don't have any idea what might happen. Her aspiration is to be the president. Blanca Ocasio-Cortez told the New York Post in a report published Thursday. She's been thinking about politics since she was a teenager. She would read historical and political books old and new, her mother said. She would engage in political discussions passionately. The 55-year-old mom and school secretary told the local publication she spent several days helping her daughter campaign against 10-term incumbent Republican uh, Joseph Crowley, a Democrat, for New York's 14th congressional seat. So the 28-year-old became a member of Congress. It was like fighting Goliath, Blanca Ocasio-Cortez said of the race just days after the shocking upset. She is fighting for our community. She is fighting for the working class. She is fighting for immigrants. How about if you, why don't you fight for everybody, not just people like you? How about that? That's not the trend. No, no it really is not the trend. No. Um, and by the way, it was not fighting Goliath. The Democratic Party has turned on Nancy Pelosi and Joe Crowley. Yeah, you're a really? female minority. You exactly. It, it was free. So, uh, Aiden, I'm not saying, not, I'm not offering congratulations on winning the seat. 28 years old, hell, you're doing a lot more than I was doing when I was, well, that's not true. <laughs> I was doing a lot better than she is when I was 28. So, yeah, I don't want to lie to the people. You only ruined New York a little bit. Yeah, I just ruined New York a little bit when I was living there doing voiceover. But in any case, no, um, 
good for her. She wants to be president. That's good. I'm not wild about far, far lefties or far, far righties, as you know. So Yeah, that's the thing is she's very, she's very nuts. far left. She's Even Doug Sprinthal said, man, she's nuts. <laughs> and he, he's a, a McAllister liberal. So what is that? Well, that's New York for you. Well, that's what the younger generation wants. Well, the problem we have then, if that's New York for you, it'll happen in Minnesota because Minnesotans right. think oh, yeah, that, that this will. is New York. It's true. Mm-hmm. They, they do. do. They, they want is, to be New York so badly. They really do. Absolutely. So, yeah, Ocasio-Cortez is already, she hasn't even taken office yet, and now she wants to be president. But I suppose a lot of kids want to be president of the United States eventually, right? I think so. Uh, really? I don't know. I remember when I was little, a lot of kids wanted to be president, but I don't think they knew exactly what they were getting themselves into if they actually do become president. I'd be a dictator. (laughs) There you go. Uh, I wouldn't be president. (laughs) So basically, you would be be what she's going to be. Because if he follows in the footsteps of uh, Fidel Castro. Oh, yeah. Every socialist leader ever, yeah. Yeah, every socialist leader ever. They kill everybody mm-hmm. and uh, just sit back and rule with an iron fist. That's not a good idea. It just is not. I don't know. I don't know anything about her other than she's way <clears throat> far left. Well, she was a bartender like six years ago. Bartender. That's all. was six years ago? That was a while ago, yeah. I think she did it last year again, too. The severe storms are coming because it's almost July. Severe storms to blast these states. <clears throat> it's going to be all everybody on the East Coast, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be everybody on the East Coast. Oh, we got to break quickly. I'm glad I glanced up at the time clock. Yes. We'll break, but we'll come right back with a story about blasting the East Coast with storms right after this Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking, and they always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, Attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. I'll take you there. You know, i got to admit something publicly on the air. Do you have to admit something? Mm-hmm. This morning, uh, Mel B. was on with Hoda Kotb, I think it was. 
and she said that the Spice Girls are indeed going to get back together. Whether what's her face, the one that's married to David Beckham, Melanie. Uh, oh no, that's scary. Posh. No, that's uh, posh. Uh, Victoria. Victoria, right? Oh yeah, Victoria, Victoria Beckham. Mm-hmm. I know that name. Yeah. So apparently, uh, or is that someone else? Oh, Victoria know. Beckham. Yeah, that would make sense. Married to Beckham. Okay, yeah, that is. Oh, I didn't know well, Posh Spice was Victoria Beckham. Honestly, though, hmm. out of all the Spice Girls, she was probably the least talented. Oh, there's yeah. no doubt about it. She never, so. I don't even think she ever had a solo part because I don't no, think I think she right. can sing. I think she was more no. there for. Well, she's got a huge Look. clothing design company now, so yeah, I'm sure she she's does. making zillions off of that. She was the last member of the Spice Girls to release a solo album. In 2001, Never Not heard Such of it. an Innocent Girl. Um, oh, they changed the title of the album. I thought, it, the initial was called It's a Stiff, wasn't it? Well, I mean, it didn't chart at all here. No, so. it did not at all here. Yeah, I don't yeah. think she can sing. I Because no. I think she was oh. just more there for looks to have such a right. different dynamic. It charted number one girls. in Turkey. In Turkey. <laughs> Look at that. Sixth in the UK with 80,000 sales. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think... So, in any case, Mel B said this morning uh, with Hoda Kotb that the Spice Girls are going to go on tour. They're going to get back together. No matter what Victoria Beckham says, they will be with her or without her. So, I asked John Lastman to play too much. Because it sounds like a a gospel song. Yeah, it's a nice song. And the singing is perfect. It's really good singing. You know, do you ever get suspicious, though, because when they sound really great in studio? Oh, they absolutely touch it up. Yeah. There's no no singer has sang raw in probably 50, 60 years. Uh, No, Adele did. I kind of doubt it. Oh, she can sing, I saw her live, and she is flawless. I've seen her live twice. Yeah, she can sing. That woman can sing. Great singer. Live through a microphone? Well, They still process it. I still, no, she she did some acapella stuff. Well, I suppose it's still a microphone because obviously nobody would be able to hear her, but mm-hmm. she sounds really good. Yep. She doesn't sound synthesized at no, all. Not at all. But in any, any case, here's the uh, confession. So I'm sitting there listening to this song, and it's magnificent, great song, really well sung, and I ordered it off of Amazon during the morning. Show. You did not. Coming tomorrow. <laughs> what do you called... mean you ordered it? Why didn't you just... Download on Amazon. It. Why didn't you just put it on your phone? Because I want a CD to play in my car. You ordered a Spice Girls <laughs> CD. That's why I'm confessing it, honey, oh. so you'd know. Oh my God. I might not be the manly man you thought you married. <laughs> Don't worry, because wow. Dave has Spice Girls you? in his playlist. See? <laughs> huh? Hey, people can sing, they can sing. That's all I have to say. Okay. It, she's a great singer. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's just the one song. Oh. Oh, you got a CD of a song. Yeah, too much. No, I didn't even know they it's, did that anymore. It's a longer version, though, so it might Ooh, be a you got version. extended play. Extended play. <laughs> it's an EP, man. I'll come home someday and Tom will have candles on. He'll be yeah, swaying yeah. in the living room. How do you like my hair, Catherine? How do you like my hair? Is it looking good to you? I'll be like, oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so this would be... Wait, what, which CD? It's called... We're too much, or it's too much, or something like that. Well, as long as long as you're not, you know, trying to do a scene out of Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah. Song, and do the tuck, no tucking and dancing. <laughs> do the please. tuck and dance deal. Nah, I won't be doing that. There's, there's no question about it. Are it you is get weird song. the older you get? <laughs> <laughs> because these women can sing, and I enjoy their singing. 
I, I don't see why that's – plus the fact I've been playing Remember When too much too much in my car, and it makes me sad. So i got to cheer myself. Ah, okay. That is a damn good song, though. I'm not even a country western fan at all, but that song is really good. Really a good song. Agreed. A narrow corridor from the mid-Mississippi Valley to the interior southeast will be at risk for severe thunderstorms today, as a matter of fact. Uh-oh. Areas from eastern Missouri, including around the St. Louis metro, through western and central Tennessee, and into north-central Alabama and northwest Georgia, will be at risk for feisty storms. There is a potential for the storms to sweep all the way through Alabama, including into Birmingham and Montgomery, as well as western Georgia during the afternoon hours. Yeah, it's going to be a very stormy uh, July, it looks like. Damaging winds, hail, and downpours that can drop a quick inch or more of rain are expected to be the most widespread impacts from the storms. Trees that have been weakened from the rain and wind of prior storms this week will be more susceptible to falling or more likely being torn right out of the ground. Great. A few communities could also be hit with power outages. People outside on or on the roadway should stay up. Yeah, well, just just usual advice, but a lot of storms are coming in to that uh, area, basically the entire southeast. But where is that? Oh, my God. New York's going to get hammered, too, it looks like. Really? Do they ever get those summer storms? Uh, apparently, I mean, the every, summer every once in a while, a hurricane reaches that far up, but there's no there's no hurricane activity, is there? Uh-oh, this is not good news. Queen Elizabeth 92 oh, is feeling under the weather. I heard Uh-oh. what you said. Well, how old is she now? Who, 80, 92. 92.5, oh. actually. Oh. <laughs> she is. It would be a perfect death day. <laughs> <laughs> for you. Well, I don't want her dying. I mean, it's the queen, and, you know, we don't want any harm coming her way. No. I would say anyway. Uh-oh, here we go. Russell Simmons, an extra host at NBC News, a sexual assault accuser story of pain and frustration. On November 1st, when the Los Angeles Times first published the allegations of mis- sexual misconduct against Brett Ratner, Sil Lai Abrams thought Russell's next. Abrams, 48, is an author and domestic violence activist who, like many accusers in the hectic aftermath of major expose, or it just says exposes here, about Harvey Weinstein, felt an urgent need to speak out. She had already told her own story of not one but two alleged sexual assaults, 12 years apart, in her 2007 book, No More Drama, but she had not dared to use real names. I suppose that's true. Uh, then everything changed. Abrams felt emboldened by the hashtag MeToo movement to reveal that Ronald, described in the book as well-known for only dating models and for his hard-partying lifestyle, funded by his very successful record label, was Russell Simmons, who Abrams alleges raped her in 1994. Well-spoken B-list celebrity Ray, who Abrams says assaulted her in 2006, was A.J. Calloway, a host on the entertainment show Extra, which is produced by Warner Brothers and airs in major markets on NBC-owned and operated stations. Both men deny the allegations. Events unfolded as Abrams had predicted. The Ratner stories were soon followed by claims against his close friend Simmons. On November 19th, model Carrie Clausen Kaliji, I think is how you'd say her name, accused Simmons, now 60, of assaulting her in 1991 when she was only 17 years old while Ratner looked on. Writer Jenny Lumet, or Lumet, then wrote a guest column in The Hollywood Reporter detailing her own allegations of sexual abuse by Simmons, after which he stepped down from his various businesses. At this point, more than a dozen women have, a dozen oh women have accused God. Simmons of rape. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's not looking too good for old Russell Simmons. No. 
I, I, how could you stand by and watch your friend rape a woman? I don't know. How the hell is that even possible that you could do something well, there's like a, that? People will enable people to, you know, do anything. Put heroin up their, in their veins. Anything. Did you hear about that guy that got arrested, I think, yesterday? Cop pulls him over, gets him out of the car. He can smell where marijuana and goes, hey. Oh, he, he saw him rolling uh, marijuana into a blunt. Mm-hmm. Cop pulls him over. The guy walks up to the cop, pulls a baggie out of his pants, and dumps cocaine over the cop's head. What? <laughs> Is this downtown Minneapolis? Yeah. Because nothing will happen to you then. You can do whatever you want down there. Are you talking Hennepin Avenue? (laughs) Honest to God, that's a ballsy move there, kid, because you're going to prison. (laughs) I I just, I don't know why you'd want to do something like that, but I just. Do you think that if you were, um, do you think that people might just like start trying to egg cops on? I think they to oh, get they, them to no get mad to lose their cool, so they can you know like have a have a Definitely, video of it yeah. and then sue and get all kinds of money. Well, I have many police officers as friends, many of them, and they all tell me they will pull people over now, no matter what city they're in, suburbs, Minneapolis, St. Paul, whatever. And as they're walking over the car, they say, "The f do you want? You can't do an effing thing to me, and you know it. Leave me alone." Wow. They say that to the cop. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. That's, that's got to be disheartening to <clears throat> face your job every day with that kind of <clears throat> attitude. It would be difficult to do your job with that kind of attitude in your face. I have to agree You're with You're just going to have to ignore, ignore, ignore. They do. I mean, they do a hell of a job, but uh, I, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it, and that's all there is to it. Well, some of these cops that snap, I mean, obviously they go too far and shouldn't be doing what they do, but... Jeez, what a horrible job. I know. Well, I would think with uh, the stuff that they have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, they should probably start. Excuse me. That's hilarious. I know. It's terrible. um, I've been fighting it since I've been here. I uh, went for a bike ride for an hour, and the, the, what's it called? The ragweed? Cottonwood. Is the ragweed out? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, no. No. I went for an hour bike ride, and something is. I I constantly have to clear my throat today. St. Louis Park, very high pollen. There um, you go. Well, that might shock. be why, because that's where I was. Oh, over the lakes. There's like now. a whole, sh- there's there's just pollen laying on top of the lakes. <laughs> yeah, it's Just amazing. everywhere. It yeah, is. Yeah, that's true. Um, I know, I forgot what I was saying. Uh, where did I leave off? Where do we Oh, yeah. Oh, with the uh, you would think with cops that maybe like every six months, just give them assessments to see where they're mentally at for their job, especially yeah. in high crime areas, because they're on edge all the time. Yeah. All the time. So, I mean, that takes a physical toll on somebody to be that stressed. So, yeah. And being told to stand down, uh, uh, you know, while you're watching all of this stuff happening, too, has mm-hmm. got to be like, it's supposed to be my job. Yeah. But Beach I, I Canavan mean, is with us. Oh, is he? I mean, oh. What? Finish your sentence, though. Oh, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they carry a deadly weapon. So I would. Sure. I mean, I love police officers, their jobs that they do. But you would think. You know, I could even, you know, if they're on edge, I could do something that could trigger them. Yeah. Right. Well, that's true, yeah. Sure. You know, so it's not, I mean, if you're carrying a weapon, I want to make sure you're mentally capable of carrying a weapon. Very good point. Yeah. I like it. And I like the, uh, the book that we're about to talk about, The Ultimate Guide to College Safety. New college safety book teaches online and offline safety skills to students. Pete Canavan. How you doing, Pete? Oh, I'm good, Tom. How you doing today? Just fine. Is it Canavan or Canavan? Uh, Canavan is fine, as my dad said. Uh, 
Car can go up the hill, can't a van? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, Pete. Where are you from, Pete? It works. You won't forget it now. That's true. I'm out in Pennsylvania, Tom. No, I, boy, you sure can't tell, Pete. <laughs> that's because I'm from New Jersey. So. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. You're, well, you're right across. You're right, right across the border. Uh, about an hour uh, over the border here. That's cool. In uh, the Wilkesbury area. Oh, Wilkesbury. I like Wilkesbury. Actually, I like that whole area: New York, uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. I, you know, it's weird, Pete. And I'll, I'll we got to take a break here in about two minutes. So I'm just kind of. We're going to get to an entire segment on your book, though, if you have the time. Of course, I, I hope that's sure. true. But I, I don't know why this is, Pete, but I am the only person I know that knows 11 people from Rhode Island. That's impossible. <laughs> That's the entire population of Rhode Island. <laughs> it is. Honestly, yeah. I don't know why that is, but it just, uh, I know lots of people from Rhode Island. I, I don't know how it happened, but such is life. Um, I love the idea of uh, teaching safety techniques. Yes. online and offline safety skills to students. I think it's it's a brilliant idea, Pete. How did it happen? Well, I have been involved in information technology and obviously the security side of computers and IT with my own business for over 20 years. So I've been familiar with a lot of the online threats, especially a lot of the newer ones that have been emerging. And then I've also been training and teaching the martial arts for over 20 years as well. Mm, good. And so it's kind of a unique blend of skills because I have the online safety expertise and I have the offline safety expertise and with my oldest uh, going to college well this is his first year he just wrapped up and all the problems happening on college campuses and you know k-12 campuses as well I decided you know what I'm going to take my skills I'm going to write it all down in a book do some research really try to educate students on all the different things that they really need to you know watch out for because it's uh, you know college can be a, a scary place especially for those that you know, or going away from home for probably the first time. Yeah, that makes complete sense to me. Does your son study uh, martial arts as well? I have three boys. Uh, my oldest is actually a second-degree black belt. Uh, <laughs> good. The, uh, the middle one trained for a while until sports started to consume him. He's a, he's a very good football player. And uh, my middle one's also a black belt. So, Or my, my little guy is also a black belt. So. That's fantastic. Little guy, he's as tall as me now. But <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the difference. Uh, Pete, we got, I'll take a very short two-minute break, and we'll be right back. We'll talk all about your book in the next, for the entire next segment. That'll be great. Pete Canavan. Canavan. A car can go up a hill, Canavan. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back with Pete right after this Tom Bernard show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well... I received my first MyPillow, and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. 
and neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Man, I love this song. <laughs> Pete, you gotta bear with me because these women can sing, man. This is Tom's favorite song and group. It's 40s bites. Right? And she only comes in and goes, Yes, my dear. Yeah. She's, oh. yeah, she's got the main vocals for yeah. Mel B, I believe. Gosh. Love is blind as far as the eye can see. I think we need to update your bio. Yeah. That you like Spice Girls. Yeah, I'm going to update my bio. Pete, you don't mind that I like Spice Girls, do you? I'm sorry? You don't mind that I like the Spice Girls, do you? Hey, everybody's got their thing, man. <laughs> Good answer. Thanks, Pete. That very a, diplomatic. That was a, just a very solid endorsement right there from Pete Canavan. Uh, again, the book is called The Ultimate Guide to College Safety, which I think is a fan. How, why, why aren't there tons of these? Uh, it's a great idea. Well, I think, uh, you know, one of the things I'm working on now is turning the book into an app because I think a lot of kids, you know, especially in college, it's like, really, one more book I got to read? So, you know, That's I think true. even, you know, when they get it in their hands and they start reading it, I think they're, you know, everybody who I've given it to has been very uh, – kind in terms of what they've said about it because they've said, you know, to a, to a one that, Hey, there's a lot of great information here. You know, this is awesome material. I wish I had read it sooner, et cetera. So I think it's, you know, it's a matter of you, you get it in somebody's hands they start reading it and they're really going to dive right in and, and be pretty surprised because there's a lot of things that people need to be aware of. But I think turning it into an app and, and figuring out a way to, to make it a little bit easier for, you know, this generation to mm-hmm. sort of digest the information is an even better idea. I love this part that it says in your uh, bio. There are a half dozen items in most women's purses right now that they can use to protect themselves. I always think of the Seinfeld episode where Elaine was like creeped out by this guy and she was, so she just kind of like nonchalantly starts fishing in her handbag and brings out Banaka and sprays <laughs> in, in the eye. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a great idea. A great idea. Yeah, because she didn't act like she was afraid. She just was like, you know, I'm rummaging for keys or something. And then all of a sudden, shh, right in fact. his eyes. If you got, if and that's, that's true. There's a lot of things yeah. that are spray, you know, perfume, you know, even lotion. You know, you could squeeze lotion to somebody's eyes or something like that. And uh, there are a lot of things that you would not think of as a as a self defense item that are in your purse right now. And uh, but when you start to look at things a little differently, uh, you begin to realize, wow, you know, I, I could use this. You know, whether it's a pen or perfume or what, whatever. You know, a guy, a guy once told me, Pete, was his phenomenal. You should always carry a bottle of Visine because if somebody's yelling at you, you can squirt it into their mouth and they'll poop their pants. <laughs> instantly? You know like oh, instantly? I guess Visine makes you... No. Uh, it absolutely does. 
Really? Not like weaponized. No, that's not going to work. I'm not weaponized. I'm just saying, if you put it in somebody, people were putting it in other people's drinks at bars, and they were all getting diarrhea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Well, That'll work. I, um, I like the distraction and then knee them, you know. Mm-hmm. She just likes to knee men anyway, Pete. That's well, what, I, I, well I, it disables them quickly. I mean, with women, I think we come up with so many scenarios in our head, and we like... Are kung fu masters in our own minds, right. but to actually have that happen, and I, I've hopefully never... you won't freeze. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, Peter... Well, you just said something very interesting in okay, your good. own mind, yeah. mm-hmm. and really, that's where it all begins is in the mind. And, and I've done trainings on this, and I have videos on YouTube on this called the Warrior Mindset. And essentially, it's like the same sort of mindset that you know, like a warrior would have, where it doesn't matter what the obstacle is that's put in your way, you if you have the proper mindset, are going to go over, under, around, or through any obstacle that stands in your way. And if that's someone that happens to be standing between you and your ability to go home to your your kids or your spouse at night, well, you know what? You better switch that mindset immediately to one of pure survival, anything goes, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get me home tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. Pete, could I ask you a personal question? Absolutely. How old is your oldest child? Uh, he's uh, 18. 18. So 18 years ago, did you hold that little boy in your arms and go, man, i got to figure out a way to protect this kid? Was that one of your first thoughts? Um, absolutely. And, and actually, <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, my second child was born about two months after, uh, before 9-11. Oh, God. And I remember sitting on the couch with him in my arms, watching that unfold on TV, thinking to myself, Uh, what kind of world did I bring this child into? Right. No, you're right. The first thought, you know, our son Andy is here. He's the the other male on the show. My wife is Catherine, and Cassie Mm -hmm. is here. But um, when when Andy was born, not because he was a boy, but because he was first born, I held him, and then I knew how much my mother loved me. you, You just don't know until you hold your own child how much your parents love you. And then the other thing, so it was, a, man, my mother loves me this much. Uh-oh, i got to figure out a way to protect this kid. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, that's the parents ultimately, you know, first and foremost, our responsibility as parents is making sure our children are safe. And from the time they're born, we're making sure they're not eating the things they're not supposed to, putting stuff in their mouths, mm-hmm. you know, falling off of things. You know, there's so many things you got to look out for as a parent. It absolutely makes you nuts, especially when they turn into toddlers and start running around everywhere. Right. No question. Pete Canavan's new book, The Ultimate Guide to College Safety, available on Amazon, contains practical information and skills that boost confidence. That's a good thing. And increase personal safety. Students will learn enhanced awareness and mental preparedness, as well as how to establish boundaries. I love this book. It's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, what are some of the... Boundaries are important. Yeah, they are. I I mean, with the college campuses being, the culture being so heavily, you know, like medicated and drinking, uh, how do you you protect yourself when, I mean, these girls go to these parties at these frat houses and they get get blackout drunk? Well, the correct answer is don't do that. But they do. Is there anything that they can do to, you know, I mean, obviously not not doing that, but they're doing it anyway. There's nothing you can do. It's like saying, okay, so if I inject myself so full of Valium that I can't walk, now how do I defend myself? It's like, (laughs) you don't. But it seems to be the culture on campuses to get that drunk. It does. No, well, I've, uh, I've written extensively um, articles online about this exact thing. 
and, and also posted on my campussafetyuniversity.com website about it. But, you know, obviously alcohol and college have kind of gone hand in hand for basically forever. And it's a big part of, of that, as you said, is the culture of colleges. You know, you know, a lot of these kids are drinking for the first time. The problem is they need to be educated on certain things. For example, most people have heard of alcohol poisoning. Mm-hmm. But they think, oh, alcohol poisoning, you know, that's something that happens to somebody who drinks, you know, nonstop all the time for weeks or months or years. No. Alcohol poisoning can occur the very first time you drink. Ugh. And so kids don't realize that. And, you know, if they do a little reading and uh, can read about it in the book about alcohol poisoning, I mean, that's something if it happens to you now, you're, you basically now are going to have a problem with alcohol for the rest of your life. So do you really want that? Or really? do you want to be a little bit more responsible and sort of, get used to what alcohol can do to you because, you know, everybody has different limits and different uh, things that they're drinking and, you know, goes by body weight and all of these other factors that contribute to that. And so they need to understand, look, there are some certain things here that, you know, okay, you're going to drink, but don't, as you put it, you know, get so, you know, blackout drunk that number one, you don't know what's happening to you. And number two, you don't remember what happened the night before when you wake up. That's, dangerous that's just flat out dangerous it's not just you know they think oh it's fun oh i don't know what happened what happened oh and other buddies are all telling the next day wow you wouldn't believe what you did well do you really want that happening to you i don't no. right well i read a study once um something like 70 percent of college students who go into a hospital because they were roofied were never actually roofied really? they just drank so much that they think they were so oh. they just have no idea how much they can drink. Wow. Right. And that's, and they, they may think of it, but, you know, almost, I think it's about 60%, uh, according to a national survey on drug use that was done a few years ago, about 60% of college students between 18 and 22 drank alcohol pretty much every month. And about 40% of them had been binge drinking. So, you know, binge drinking is, you know, when you drink a certain number of drinks in a certain period of time and, you know, different places will define it differently but if you're drinking four or five or six drinks in a couple of hours i don't care who you are you're going to get drunk and if you keep that up now you're going to have other issues and you know when you've unfortunately seen some of that happen in the news no question about it. i full disclosure pete that's what i do i try to tell the truth to all our listeners full disclosure for me i was very young i was only 15 years old i i didn't get alcohol poisoning but I got uh, pretty hammered on peppermint schnapps, and to this day, I can't even smell peppermint. I'm not kidding you. I was like, oh, my. I believe it. Oh, God, I'll never forget that. I get was so sick. So. I think, you know, interestingly enough, I think one of the reasons why we have such a problem with drinking in this country among our youth is because we make it such a taboo, forbidden thing. Yeah. You can't drink till you're 21. You can't drink till you're 21. Well, I don't know about you guys, but when I grew up, my parents used to drink wine with dinner every night, pretty mm-hmm. much. And it was never a big thing if we wanted to have a little glass of wine with our dinner. I mean, from the time I was, you know, 10, 12, 14 years old, my parents would let me have a little, you know, a couple ounces of wine with a steak dinner if they were having it. So I grew up with this, you know, sort of feeling that, you know, alcohol wasn't this big taboo forbidden thing for me. So I never really had a problem with alcohol. And I think that that is a problem in our society that, you know, if we introduce it, like look at Europe. In Europe, they don't have the same restrictions on alcohol as we do here. And they don't have nearly the problems with alcohol among the youth that we do in this country. Yeah, that I think is very important. I love 
Yeah, Pete, I can just tell you, by the way, just talking to you for the first time in my life, you're my kind of guy, that you you made yourself uh, uh, fearless, not fearless, I don't want to say fearless, but very aware uh, in your own life, and you're passing it on to your own children and now passing it on to everybody else's children. I think uh, I looked at all the tips. It is, it is dangerous to look at your cell phone at night because it compromises your night vision, which makes it harder to identify a threat, no question. Mm-hmm. Learning how to identify unsafe ATM locations. Well, that triple X tentacion, he was murdered because he went to an ATM and took out so much money. A couple of guys saw him do it, and they killed him. So, sure, you know. Uh, and if you think about it, if a bad guy's watching you go up to an ATM, what are you probably walking away with? Yeah, Gosh. that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. There are a half dozen items in most women's purses right now they can use to help protect themselves. Hairspray, perfume, lotions can be sprayed or squirted into an attacker's eyes. Ooh, nail files. Mm-hmm. That would hurt. That would definitely hurt. Mm-hmm. Keys and mascara can be used as self-defense weapons if necessary. Uh, Pete, I want to throw this in because it's, it's an important part of my mm-hmm. life. I was raised by my mother. We were a nice Catholic family with seven kids, and my mother raised us. So I've always really loved women a lot, especially strong women, you know, that won't put up with anybody's crap. And my wife, Catherine, is sitting right here. Yeah, I probably wouldn't want a nail file in her hand coming after me. I'm just telling you, Pete, you know. (laughs) Well, you know, women can be very protective. You know, there's the motherly instinct. And if a mother is with a child and that child is being threatened or someone's threatening that child, well, guess what? That mom instinct is going to really kick in and, you know, couple that with the proper mindset and being able to realize to yourself, you know what, there is no way that you are going to do some harm to my child. You know, you're going to be like a, a tigress, you know, and I don't want to face a woman that's in that situation myself because, you know, they're going to absolutely get primal. And a lot of times in a, in a survival or a self-defense situation, you need to get primal. There are no rules when you're fighting for your life. Do you guys believe, I, I mean, what you're saying is right on the money. It's how I've always felt. Um, I, I just We just read a story, Pete, before you came on, about Russell Simmons and Brett Ratner. Russell Simmons has now been accused by 12 women of rape. And in a lot wow. of, well, some of those cases, I won't say a lot, but some of those cases, his best friend, Brett Ratner, watched him rape women. How can you stand there and watch somebody do that? I, mean, I will never it. get it. I'll never understand That's it. That's unbelievable. It is. It's unbelievable. So we need fewer people like Brett Ratner and Russell Simmons and more people like you, Pete Canavan. Uh, The Ultimate Guide to College Safety, new college safety book, teaches online and offline safety skills. You can also go to to PeteCanavan.com, right? Yep. Uh, Learn more about me. Uh, The website that I built around the book is CampusSafetyUniversity.com, and it's a free resource for parents and students to go to to learn about uh, all kinds of information. I post up there, try to post every, you know, at least two, three times a month some new articles and information about how to stay safe. Uh, there's a safety store where there's things like you can go get, you know, diver- uh, diversion safes, which are merely things that uh, you can hide stuff in, like in a dorm room that looks like a can of hairspray, but it's got a false bottom. You can hide mm. jewelry or money in there, yep. things like that. And uh, and also uh, there's a free uh, tips for uh, online safety tips that anybody can go there and, and get. We'll kind of give you a good overview of some things to do to stay safe online. You're a good man. Pete, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for putting out the book, and thanks for your efforts to keep uh, people safe from scumbags. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. 
Oh, oh, you're most welcome, Tom. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. Pete Canavan, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.